Go Loud presents Read the Room. It's funny the things that you know you don't want to be different when you're a kid, then you grow up and you go, oh, "That's great." Because mine yeah. is Conchita. It's just nice. it is, yeah. Just my grandmother's name. Aww. So I'm Maya Conchita Donfi. It's like ah, okay. When I was a kid, nice. I was like, oh, "Don't tell anyone," because I didn't look Spanish like the rest of my family. Big pale head in me. <laughs> I remember this girl who ended up becoming my friend from bully to mates. Keep your enemies close or whatever. She, she went from like, a bully to a mate. Yeah. Anyway, how did it change? How do you like? How do you go from? I hear. I'm sorry about all how that shit. Go? Or was there apologies? Or no. do you just go? There's more like, mates now. She's like, you're going to be my friend. Like, but okay. that's still bullying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I demand that you're my mate. Yeah. Then if yeah. I say, stop fucking. Wow. Hi, I'm Maya Dunphy. Hi there, I'm Paddy Courtney, and you're listening to Read the Room. This is a podcast where we pull apart the people, the scenarios, the companies, and the stories of the week where somebody, through either dumb luck or just being a Zeus, failed to do just that. We always say, Paddy, that we pull apart the people, but I'm not sure to date we've actually honed in on any one specific person. We should. But this week, look, here's the thing. I, do, I don't want to base an entire episode on Richard Madeley. Is it Madeley or Madley? Oh, truly, I don't know, who knows, madly, madly. But you know what? He's, God, he's sort of, to use a term he'd probably use himself, he's sort of like a banter springboard for this. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the kind of thing he'd say. Fuck you. Know. Let's use him. So, it's, Richard Madeley, yeah. um, so does anybody call him Dick? Dicky Madeley? Dicky, Tricky, <laughs> Dicky? So, we're saying this they week we're saying know. like uh, Richard Dickley. Dickley Richard, read the room. Because, yeah, read the room, Dick. Okay. All right, tell us why, what him. No, tell, but t- like I said, I do not want to make an entire podcast about him because I'd say he'd love it. <laughs> but we're going to. He would love he it. He doesn't even know we exist or oh care. God, I know, but the lack of self-awareness of that man, he's so brilliant. He's like, he's a parody of a parody of a parody. But this week, and, and you know and you know Richard Madeley, he had he has years of classic gaffes. I mean, this is the man who... I didn't know this, by the way. People I didn't know, you were, you were telling really? me this. Yeah, that part Alan Partridge was based on, which is actually not true. Steve Coogan did end up coming. He came out and said... Uh, Partridge is not based on any one person at all so put that one to bed but you know, Rick Madeley is just you know from dressing up as Ali G and some of the classic lines he came oh, out with I do, do you remember, remember that? that Jesus oh, so gold, go back to what, why gold. are we talking about this week this what? week there was a young um, climate change activist uh, Miranda Whelan 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 you love a WH cool don't whip, you I love, yeah, you whip. love an old WH whip. <laughs> um, a very articulate intelligent young woman Probably early 20s. Just 20? Just 20, who was part of the Just Stop Oil protest in London. And she was invited onto uh, GMTV to discuss it. And like I said, she's incredibly articulate. She knew her stuff. And she was on with Larry Turner. We'll get to her in a oh, minute. Oh, Jesus. Um, and she was explaining to Richard why, and I think Susanna was there too, but sometimes she just kind of disappears and lets... Who's Susanna? Richard, the co-host. Right, see, I don't watch it. I don't know it. I, 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 I only don't watch these either. clips I only because... watch this clip too. Um, and look, Richard, of course, was pulling her up on how childish, how childish she was and how childish the protest was oh, and how re- pointless it was. The line, they had said. nothing else to... They had nothing to, to, to achieve at all. But the thing is, what Richard's totally missing is when you have a protest, you, you know, you're not going to put on a sign... Um, Let's try and uh, stop the production of oil over the next uh, eight to ten years. That's too long. That's too long for a placard. So it was just stop oil. So the idea of a protest is that you have a, you have a snappy slogan. People stop and you explain what you're doing. And they did it in a very, like you know, in a compliant, polite way, as far as I know. But they bullied the shit out of her. Such a prick. The t- like the, t- the Lowry, Madeley, and there was some other girl there, 
and they just bullied this young one who had all her facts yeah. straight. And also these are perceived journalists and I bet not one of them had read the IPCC uh, report. Of course or even they did like, So this kid knew it inside out. Yeah. Now I'm saying kid, she's 20. She's, she's articulate, more articulate than any of us can be. But to me, everybody's a kid. Just yeah. you know, I'm just saying that, old man Paddy. But she was amazing. But you could even hear her voice quiver that how the, their bosses, the producers, let these dinosaurs bully this kid and trying to say that what she's trying to say is, or do is childish is very Vicky Pollard and I think the reason why childish came to your man's mind quite quickly was because he's a fucking I idiot I know and then Turner Larry Turner like I said we'll get to her in a second but she was she was going on about look we've had a really difficult couple of years people have lost their homes and their jobs and their livelihood and now they can't put petrol in their car to go visit their 90 year old mother these it's a false equivalence these are totally separate things like the climate change um, crisis and it is a crisis has been brewing for a long time Covid is a pain in the balls as we know but they're separate it's lungs. things it actually affects the lungs nothing to do with your balls I don't know it's now, yeah, it's now I'm no scientist it's now a new symptom okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was going to say I was worried about you but talk. the third one is fine I'm just <laughs> telling you that okay right the other two just grand but the third one is anyway the point is people like Maidley and Larry Turner they are part of the older generation who are just not helping at all. And people keep saying, oh, the younger generation will save the planet. It shouldn't be down to them. It should be down to all of us. And there are older and older experts as well um, who have said that um, the level of the crisis is, is, is alarmist and the language being used is um, scaremongering. Um, but I think that people don't react unless you light yep. a fire under them. Agree. If you can light a fire, they don't use coal or briquettes. <laughs> use something sustainable. Thank you. Like a um, neighbour. Or Richard oh, Madeley. Jesus Christ. Yes, but because with the amount of... And that's why he's trying to defend oil. Because look at the shit. Like, he's all oompa loompa <laughs> up and orange. Like, so that's why. I but know if he actually now. listened to Miranda, what she was saying is, the slogan, just stop oil, they were trying to say, we're not saying that everyone says stop driving as of tomorrow. She was saying we want to stop new oil production. There's enough oil at the moment for the next eight years, which should be enough time to keep working on renewable energy. Um, but it just, you know, it's uh, climate change is so emotive. Um, and, you know, and I would be somebody who tries to discuss it online. I host a, I host a show called What Planet Are You On? on RTE. Um, what planet are you on, What planet Maya? are you on? I, don't, I really don't know, buddy. I really don't know. <laughs> But I love, so Maya gets a lot of a attention lot of slash abuse slash more you know abuse. It is? It's people trying to, to, to catch you out. Um, and the, the Rather than is, doing something, put actually, their energies I'm an, into I'm an advocate of moderation and common sense. Like, I'm not a vegan, not even a vegetarian, to be honest. Um, I will still be getting on planes at some point in the future. I don't drive a car because I live in the city centre in Dublin and I have public transport on my doorstep. But I'm fully aware that if I lived down the country and my son's school was... Did I tell you I have a son? Did I, no, did I ever well, mention that? Yeah, no. yeah. Single parent. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> if my son's school was 10 miles away, I would have to drive. So I think I don't drive so that somebody else can. And if we all make small changes, that will amount to a big difference. But I put a thing up during last week about um, saying I want to, I've always bought Nike Air Max trainers and I, and I wear them out because I don't drive. And <laughs> extra points for me. I didn't drive today just because I knew we were talking about this today so I didn't drive I usually drive everywhere the reason I, I, I was used to driving was because I used to gig around the place and to get home and to stop people from buying me drink at the end of the night as well that's the one thing people do in Ireland to thank you for a gig I'd rather get paid but here's a drink <laughs> so I got the train in here today and something that I haven't seen in ages um, that part you might see all the time from walking through town a pigeon and a seagull having a fight over some pavement puke oh it's and beautiful <laughs> the good times are back and I just think that like that, I like I actually stopped and looked 
and it, it took about two or three minutes it's for a them to moment, wasn't it? <laughs> to get over the row. And I was like, I would have missed that if I drove in here oh today. No, so I just say, people get out of your cars and watch more pigeons. And see the beauty of nature. <laughs> well, that was when I knew that. You know, we were moving out of the uh, of the lockdown. Things were going back to normal when I was out on a Sunday morning quite early and there was a load of pigeons circling around. Uh, probably, I would say, I would say it was a snack box and chips <laughs> that had that had reappeared. Oh, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. I just feel sorry for the person sort who like, dropped it know, in the first place. Sort of an urban rainbow, isn't it? <laughs> like, see, I don't think I'm particularly... Um, political or controversial onto it. I know you say that I stick my neck out, but I yep. don't think I. Yup, I don't think I do. And the climate change discussion, I think that I, I am um, a fairly balanced person on it. I know what I am ever saying is, look, if we all make these small changes, like if you eat meat every day, maybe just have it three times a week, and then twice a week, and then maybe once a week, and maybe you'll find different things. And this thing about knocking vegans, I wouldn't knock a vegan. Oh. <laughs> no one yeah. I know, but it's only, it's actually they're very really, easy to they're very they've no strength at all. It's a lot of See, exactly down that. Down. No, I don't like. It's, it's just like I really admire people. Many of my good friends know vegans. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like. I, I I think I would like to try it for a while. I did try uh, to go vegetarian for six months a while ago, and you are not that you're more extreme, but you make a decision you stick to it. Which yeah. I'm just. I'm just more balanced. So if I'm going to try and say drink less, I don't stop drinking for two months or altogether. I go, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I don't, maybe I won't drink Monday to Wednesday and then Thursday to Friday. Oh, beds are off. No, that I'll just have no more than one or two drinks. And I'm quite good at moderation. Not everybody is. And same with food. So I would now eat vegetarian um, or pescatarian most of the week yeah I've been saying I eat a lot more fish and then I go and see my dad and I do like a roast dinner on Sunday because that's for him and he likes it and um, you know but I but it's the best of then it's just everybody do a little bit of something rather than because I I think it it winds back to because those people Lowry and your man um, Oompa Loompa were talking about how uh, uh, the ego it was ego driven that these kids th- these uh, stopped the oil yeah. it was all their ego and your one was giving out Larry talking about how oh you didn't notice these people during the winter time when there was um, protests going on because there was lockdowns you fucking idiot oh that's why she said that and says though oh, so as soon as the sun comes out it's all eco fest and out into the world it's a festival these people just want festivals and she talked about her kid like her kids I just her kids must despise this woman because she's so selfish. talk about ego though, Maidlian Turner, Jesus, big walking ego. And that's what it was. It was an ego sandwich and they were had this poor kid in the middle trying to bully her into giving up and he was like some, it was like Newsnight. He goes like, you know, just answer the question. So you're avoiding my question? And it was some mundane shit. She just said, she should have pushed back with you're a journalist. Have you read the IPCC report? The thing is, though, she handled herself really well. Brilliantly. Because at one point he just said, you know, we, we would expect you to get um, several messages of support in for you. We haven't had one, not a single one. And you could almost see her voice start to tremble a tiny bit. But she pulled herself together and she went straight back to her stats and her facts, which was incredibly yeah. admirable. She and also, great. by the way, I call bullshit on that. Just because Orange presenter stand there going like that, just to fight, he knew he was losing, and he yeah. pulled out dirty tactics to say to try and put her off her guard, and she didn't fail at all. Like so, how does? But like, also, oh. like, mes- what messages? He's not looking at anything. It's got someone in his ear. Like he can't use the technology. Oh, there was one. Amazing. There was one moment that there was a guest sitting behind beside him. I looked at this a guest sitting beside him, and he was talking down the barrel of the camera, and he posed this question to the person, and then someone just said, "By the way, he's not down there. He's beside <laughs> you." And he had to look and say, oh, sorry, um, you're, you're in the studio. 
Like the man is an idiot. So like I go back at the start I was talking about is he the new did, did he replace Piers Morgan? So they got rid of the hate filled Oh. bag of bones and replace him with this idiot who is he's nasty he's not he's hiding behind this facade of Mr. Nice Guy don't think he's but as he's, bad as Morgan now nothing can Let's be, be bad honest. as Morgan and I don't think he's as bright as Morgan I think Piers Morgan I think Piers Morgan is smarter than we like to think and I think he's you know controversial he's a provocateur because he knows he's probably not good enough to be uh, a normal inverted commas journalist so it's like you know it's a bit like Katie Hopkins did go a bit right wing um, so that hint of racism appeal to the Brexit audience and somebody will hire you but I don't think Richard has any self-awareness God love him but he ran it out his daughter like he was on, on a TV show once and he was talking about his daughter and said like well, you know uh, well da 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 Judy had a baby and then we had another one soon after um, but that was a mistake and she knows it she knows it like he was hammering home that like so Chloe the daughter is sitting at home been told to the nation that she was a mistake and that she knows it. I wouldn't say she gives a shit. She's cut from the exact same cloth. (laughs) Also, by the way, Larry Um, Turner, that wagon weapon, mentioned the name of our podcast in her rant the other day to this girl. I don't think we actually own the term Read the Room. Yeah, well, we do. So we're trying to say what we do. This is called Read the Room. So Larry Turner, Read the Room and get our fucking podcast name out of your fucking mouth. (laughs) There, that's me. That's my rant. But we're now going to try and... uh, No, we're not. Copyright the term, read the room, are we? Larry Turner, I was trying to remember where I knew her from. She was around years ago in that kind of health, wellness, nutritional uh, advice, dietitian, fake dietitian. Was she in Willy Wonka's factory? She looked like Violet Beauregard when she was wearing the other day. I reckon people like her and Gillian McKeith are raging because now that wellness has become such a buzzword and so cool and there's lots of really attractive, healthy people promoting it. But... um, now, obviously, being attractive is neither here nor there, and you can you can only do so much about that. It is. Sorry, but no. Jillian McKeith and Larry Turner. I always think people like them who look so unhealthy, advocating for a healthier diet or not drinking. I didn't know that. That's what she did. Yeah, she she's a nutritional therapist. It's like, well, whatever you're recommending. She's probably drinking I'm, gallons of unrefined taken. oil. That's why she's well, fighting against Jillian it. Remember Jillian McKeith, and her thing was all you are what you eat. You go, then what the hell are you eating? Sadness <laughs> and old shoes. Because frankly. <laughs> She's uh, yeah. Whatever you're bye eating, bye, avoiding. Look, that's a bit cruel. But what no, people like that are walking out for is that you know what health is kind of a roll of the dice, really. Just selfish course, bullying elwins. That's be, all. Be healthy, that's all I saw the other day. Drink water, eat vegetables, and all that. Disclaimer. Vegetables. Do you grow your own vegetables, Maya Dunphy? I live in an apartment, and oh. I have an east-facing balcony, which gets an awful lot of wind. <laughs> so. <laughs> Last summer, actually, we tried to because you're a big advocate for for growing. I wouldn't be an advocate. I just grow them. I don't like. But you, you know. do. Like you, you had uh, dig in diner. So you, I do. which makes you an advocate. You would promote. I um, actually, yeah, okay. Then I roll back in that. Yes, I am. And, which is great. And I do. I teach the kids out in bloom every. Well, when we were allowed to teach yeah. them how to I grow their brilliant. own. And I think food. even if they don't like, we have a small. We have a small balcony. My son and I plant seeds every spring and we do some flowers we do peas tomatoes carrots and it's really amazing and I would say we probably grow enough to be self-sufficient for about four hours <laughs> which I think is pretty impressive but grow herbs Tell, you, you cook yeah, a lot do, though we do grow so, herbs yeah, yeah herbs don't need uh, a lot of sunshine so yeah. oh, this has become the gardening podcast then yeah. but no I do say like it's just and people were laughing or complaining to they, they find it a, a soundbite for Eamon Ryan and he says things like do take less showers don't have baths and like they're just bashing the man at any chance that they can possibly do. But like, we can all do something. Yeah. And it, 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 honestly, that that show the other day with Richard Madeley and um, um, 
her name, Miranda Whelan. We should shout her name loud in the other two. Miranda Whelan. Listen to what she has to say. It was stripped exactly from Adam McKay's film, Don't Look Up. Yeah. When they were on the TV and these just idiots weren't listening to them at all. And it is that. And these are the it warning signs we do have to listen to. Life. It was hilarious. But that's the thing. And again, it's so easy to knock Eamon Ryan. We could tear him apart if we wanted to. He wouldn't and hear I you asleep. Only has a, exactly. Oh, sorry. They, they go back to that all the time. They go, the guy who fell asleep in the door and they go, yeah, okay. But if people did, and I, and I said it, and again, I had to mute the conversation. I got oh. so much abuse. Now I got a lot of support as well, but it's funny you always remember the abuse, don't you? It's just yeah. human nature. But That um, used to happen as well in a, in a a crowd like standing there everybody's laughing when I was doing gigs everybody's laughing a thousand people time. one person one person sitting there and just arms folded I said mm. what the fuck and I'd always pick on them and to the detriment of the show because everybody's having the crack all of a sudden then you're attacking this one person with their arms folded and going like why aren't you laughing what's wrong with you why can't you enjoy the show like all these other people and then a friend would go because he's deaf <laughs> oh fuck I'm oh, sorry <laughs> sorry sorry I did that one not did that once it was the first time I had ever been to see Darrow O'Brien, who's very funny. Heard of him. And uh, wh- however I was sitting, in, it was probably like four or five rows back with some from work people. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know he could see me. I didn't know him. And I had, it was my first time that I ever had a vomiting bug. I've, I don't know if you've ever had a vomiting bug. It's horrific. And I was sitting there feeling slightly sweaty and going, oh my God, I don't know which end something's going to come out of, but I don't feel well at all. So I wasn't even listening to him. I think I had a glazed expression. And afterwards, again, as a gang from work and we were all in the green room saying hi. And he said to me, I, all I could see was you looking miserable. Oh, wow. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm sure you were funny. I was barely listening and I have just vomited in the toilet. I'm about to go and do it. I sat there sipping sparkling water and then had to go home. But I felt so guilty. It's a, it does. You pick up on that. So yeah. it's yeah. So don't I? So what I'm trying to say is stop bashing name and Ryan. No, all I said was, look, it, it's easy to take the piss out of him. We have to all start making small changes, just small incremental changes. If you put like I put my thermostat down by one degree, fucking freezing, and it sounds you know it sounds so obvious. Put your put your thermostat down by one degree. You know we shouldn't be going around in t-shirts and pants in wintertime in our in our homes. Um, if you have a bath every day, maybe have a bath once a week. These little things you can do if you drive every day and you're able to cycle or walk, maybe do, okay, I'm going to cycle two days a week if it's not raining. And believe it or not, these things will all add up to a big communal difference. But then I got the old, oh, privileged Dublin wanker. And you go, oh, Jesus. They got you, though. They're right, though, aren't they? (laughs) I cannot. This was the the urban myth that Alan Partridge was based on... Mainly, which isn't true. Okay. There was this brilliant quiz a few years ago, Paddy. That was um, let's play the quiz. A selection of quotes. We better give a shout out to who who invented the quiz or where did find it. Amazing! It's on um, indie100.com. Thank you. Um, it's from a few years ago. Where all you have to do is guess whether these quotes came from the mouth <laughs> okay. of Richard Madeley or Alan Partridge. <laughs> so here we go. Um, number one. Stop crying. This is supposed to make you happy. Anyway, after the break, the biggest dog in the UK, and he really is big. Don't miss it. Madeley or Partridge? I do. Do you know what? When I was Googling, I do Madeley. It was him, wasn't it? It was. It was. There is, I won't do all of them because they're, they're brilliant. <laughs> Come and get some makeup, please. Get Kira looking like a crack whore. She'd make a good crack whore. <laughs> Madeley or Partridge? That's Partridge. Madeley. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, he said. What do you notice most that has changed during your 18 years in jail? Cars have five gears now, for example. <laughs> Madeley or is Partridge? It really? Are they, is it Madeley? Yeah. <laughs> and they're all madely, isn't it? Just whatever. <laughs> 
But we've we've have our own people here as well. Pat Kenny, who I love dearly, they did he, not have yeah, a budget no, for Pat that. Pat Kenny, he has, has his maybe moments. He's a good guy though. He got Pat. me out of a hole as well. When we were doing the second Podge and Rodge live stage show, we were we had uh, little little video clips we were playing in, and there's one point where it's a longer story where Ro- Podge sells Rodge's soul to the devil, um, and then Rodge dies, and the devil takes his soul, and then. Podge is remorseful and tries to buy his brother's soul back from the devil. And the idea was this huge scream was going to pop up we were, and the whole audience were going to summon the devil up. It was a really healthy show. <laughs> and we were sitting with the lads going, who do we get to play the devil? And they said, right, my, our first choice is Pat Kenny. And then we had a list of other choices. We'll never get Pat Kenny, ever. And uh, I rang Pat Kenny and I was like, here's the thing. And I thought, he's just going to hang up on me. I said, we want you to play the devil in a pre-recorded piece that we will play in so that when the audience, you know, we sum up the devil and then it goes, shh, crackles, red eyes, and it's you. And you go, I'm a busy man, Podge, what do you want? And then we have to buy his brother's soul back. And Pat goes, oh, good God. I went, yeah, so I'll just go to number two on my list. He went, I'll, I'll do that for you. Good man, Pat. And he said, he said, you know, do you have any fee? And we had a small enough fee. It was, it was enough money. He goes, if you give that to Guide Dogs for the Blind... Uh, which no one ever knew and he said I'll nice do that so we came into a studio and I, we'd written a script that was pretty <laughs> it was it was it was, you know for a man of his calibre and his standing his social standing it was it was dubious at best but anyway he did it he did the whole thing and there he was and uh, the audience were like oh my god because every night he would swing around in his chair and go I'm a busy man what do you want <laughs> um, and I can't remember the deal that the devil gave to Podge to sell the soul back it was something really sinister and he did it <laughs> fair play to him <laughs> So we will not be bashing Pat. No, Kenny. we don't. Um, what's about news talk presenters and devils? So uh, I made Sorry, a short what? film That's years ago. No, I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> we had Sean Moncrief uh, play the devil in a short film. Sam Gibney directed me in a, no. a short film called Me Bollocks, I think. And I honestly, when I got it. the... When I got the... Uh, Meblix. What's Meblix? <laughs> I honestly, I read it and I didn't know. What's Meblix? <laughs> I didn't read it. And Simon was there going, you fucking idiot. It's, it's Me Bollocks. It was the lesser it's known a, Asterix it's the great, novel. But unfortunately, Meblix. he got... Um, so he was playing the devil and he had this Rottweiler and was kind of... A, it was the journey of me. This character was... I had to go and get a vasectomy and then it was the things that happened. I fainted uh, after the procedure and then I had all these thoughts and dreams in my mind. It's a lovely yes, 10 minute I short. Remember it. I remember Is bear, that on YouTube? It is on YouTube. I bear my arse in it as well. Okay, Google me, me bollocks. Google. Yeah, no, don't Google me bollocks because you get all sorts of shit. <laughs> Just Google Google Mebelix. Um, but yeah. All of one right. But uh, yeah, Shaman Creef came in for the day. It was his first and only acting role, and for to just to keep the um, film tight, we had to cut what? him out. We, oh he didn't no! even make. Yeah. So every time I'm, I'm embarrassed meeting um, Sean in the lift, going, "Hi, Sean, we, we cut you out of me bollocks." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? We like people who can laugh at themselves. Yeah, we and do. And let us laugh at them Yeah, because I bet you Dickie Madeley wouldn't let this happen. No. That's, he wouldn't. Uh, yeah. so, th- so as much as we didn't have a podcast about Richard Madeley, we kind of had a full podcast today about Richard Madeley. One more quote. Oh. There's not many better things than seeing an older woman skipping. <laughs> <laughs> That's Partridge. Madeley. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> So, let's wrap up this show, Maya. That's it for this week, Paddy. I'm off to take a long half-light to buy a Hummer and mm. some peat briquettes, but I'll be back next week. Just a quick round trip. Lovely. Yeah, and if yeah. you like what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to the show and tell your friends to check us out too. And if you fancy leaving us a review, that will help Read the Room get up the charts. Everybody <laughs> wants to be taken up the charts. So, <laughs> please do that. Oh, Paddy, I love when you're taking up the charts. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. And don't forget, if something you'd like us to tackle on the show, get in touch at readtheroom at goloudnow.com or stalk me on Twitter at Maya Dunphy. Say nice things to Maya.
why. You and, just uh, don't troll back seven years to look for when I called someone a bollocks or something. I won't do that again. Stop. I'm at Paddy C. Courtney. And remember, we'll be back next week. And uh, do, if you've something to tell us, go on. What does the C stand for this week, Paddy? Of course, it has to be cute, cuddly climate change. Uh, all the C's, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Unt. <laughs> go Loud presents Read the Room. A podcast written, hosted and researched by Maya Dunphy and Paddy Courtney and produced at Go Loud Studios. Executive produced for Go Loud by me, D-Ready. If you like what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to the show and tell your friends to check it out too. And if you're feeling extra kind, please do leave us a review that will help people like you find our podcast. And don't forget, if you think anyone or anything is in need of the Read the Room treatment, then you can let us know at readtheroom at goloudnow.com. We'll be back next week, unless they're cancelled by then. No, no, I just, I heard a new sexual euphemism this week and it's just been on my mind. Well, then you have to say it. You can't not say it. Just... See, I spent years working at Podium Watch and I thought I knew every. Unfortunate euphemism. Like, you know, there's all sorts. There's ambushing Paddington. There's lots Ambushing Paddington is brilliant. But don't know what to go to. Dog in the bathtub. Never heard this Dog one. Dog in the bathtub. And I thought, like, I can't. Normally you can hazard a, you can hazard a guess. Dog we have to do a whole tub. podcast on how prudish we are. Because I'm blushing even, yeah. even talking okay. about that. I'm not really. Well, then, let this be the precursor to it. Okay. okay. This so, is... Dog in the bathtub is apparently worried. <laughs> <clears throat> then, apparently, he tries to put the second one in. I don't know how you'd get one in. 